So I'm about to go get the family food. I've recorded an episode before this about the same topics, and yet I felt that I uh, lost my train of thought here and there. I can usually tell, or more importantly, my wife can usually tell. I let her listen to it ahead of time before I release it, just to make sure it sounds decent uh, from a um, content standpoint, not necessarily like audio, uh, you know, audio, see there I go again, losing my train of thought, because my brain is all over the place, you know, I've got to go get food for the family, uh, which, you know, worked a shift, um, <laughs> found out I, I handled the the ability to get money um, poorly, which uh, resulted in me not being able to get money right away. Got to wait another week for that, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, audio quality. See, there's the word audio quality it comes back. Um, the ums. That's part of the stream of consciousness thing. I think you're always going to have that, especially on any show that I do, unless it's truly scripted, and I don't know if it ever will be scripted. I wonder when I would have topics in mind ahead of time and did have some type of format and actually could look at it at times, if that actually benefited me more, or if I fell into the same traps of not really relying on the notes per se but just kind of go in stream of consciousness. I say all that to apologize if it sounds a little rough. I'm driving in the car. I'm trying this for the second or third time. And, you know, this specific episode of time has elapsed since my last release um, or last check-in. I don't really know what to call these, right? Because in one respect, I could say, well, I'm trying to speak to an audience but that audience may change, right? You know, now if I'm putting this out there, but it's, you know, knowledge that I want to pass on to Jackson, well, it may have a different tone. Or if I'm talking about my life in general, you know, am I speaking into the ether? Am I talking to my wife directly? Am I talking to just some random listener that barely knows anything about me and is just checking it out because the title hit a keyword search that they they liked? Um or you're all, you know, it's a bunch of brand new listeners that just saw the, the topic and went, oh, I'm kind of curious, uh, which I'll get into in a second. But a lot has transpired, I guess. Well, again, stream of consciousness that here's what happens. You, you think you're going to go one direction. You go, wait a minute. I wanted to talk about this. So let me talk about that. I think moving forward, I know for sure. I'll do a mental health check-in, so to speak. Hey, how am I doing currently? How am I doing? And maybe then this will take give you time to, you know, you're listening to this. Uh, ask yourself that same exact question. How exactly am I doing? Um, I've been dealing with the cocktail of depression, anxiety, panic attacks, um, my body encountering strange pains through no fault of my own. I'm not really training. That might could be one. I'm, I'm sleeping okay, not perfect. Um, but my sleep pattern is kind of back to 
it almost being dawn before I'm really able to relax my mind. And then, you know, roughly within a few hours, sometimes I'm lucky maybe, but within a few hours, my son's up and, you know, we're starting this, this, you know, gotta be on, man. Gotta be attentive to what he needs. Can't, you know, same thing with my wife. What does she need? Um, but I have found myself struggling with just day to day, you know, motivation is completely gone from, from a working out standpoint. I have no desire to really even do it. And then I find myself, uh, looking in the mirror and not really liking what I see and then getting mad at myself for that. Um. I have a main purpose, you know, a few of them, be a, be the best husband I can be to my wife, uh, because we both deserve that, and we both have earned that, married, and I want to give all my attention to her, I want to give all my attention to my son, my stepson, I want to give him attention when he needs it, and attention around the house, and just attention in general. But I find myself just struggling internally to figure out my place because I'm still dealing with, I guess, life after. And you don't really know if it's you know, really life after. If, there, if this is the after or if this is just the momentary break. So, it has been a, a rough time. I mean, aside from the normal stresses like money and being able to provide and doing a job and doing it well and trying to get, you know, some level of support, I guess. But, again, being... A, present and attentive and having a, a purpose, I guess, uh, creating that purpose. Um, here I go rambling again. Well, I, I ended that or paused it prematurely, not prematurely. I was uh, pulling into McDonald's, not that they are a sponsor, but uh, late night, you need something for a house full of people. There are options. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. They're just fine. Um, man, I when I... Yeah, there I go rambling again. But I think that's where I'm at. My brain's on ramble mode. And I don't know how to, at times, really get it to calm down enough to where I'm able to... push forward with some some decisions I mean a lot of times it's just hard to get out of bed I take that back uh, I, I would say it is hard for me but then whether it be my wife or it be Jackson Miles um, or the dogs or the cats or something you know something will get me out of bed because you know I'll feel like I need to do something for them or they'll need something 
so but yeah I find like lack of motivation a big deal you know I don't want to do yoga you know, like to not want to do yoga in, in some ways just go well it reminds me of a time but it doesn't um, I got it you know yoga obviously I've been doing it for DVDs. I've probably been, you know, for nine years or something like that. So I'm a fan of the product, and I know it will make me feel better. But I seemingly want to stew in this discomfort because it's easier to stew in it. But as I get closer to 47, I'm reminded that, well, uh, above all else, I have uh, an infant child who will soon be very active and, and is quite active now for his age. Um, and I, I definitely do find myself like wanting to kick in that motivation, but it's so hard to even want to start. Just so hard. As I mentioned, I tried to do this episode before, and I maybe I've rambled less. I, you know, I'm probably going to cut this off in a minute or two, pause it, have my wife listen to the initial few minutes, see if it makes sense to proceed, or if I'll start a new one. But I know it'll be about the same topics in relation to, to my point of view on them. I did actually do a interviewer, you know, kind of, I, I would say was an interview. That is how I treated it. I was asked questions. It was somewhat conversational. I have known Thomas and before Cheap Pop Radio, back when he was a fan, even before being in the industry, um, I've always liked Thomas and Thomas invited me to Cheap Pop's radio a few weeks back. Uh, this had been something we had discussed for a few months back and forth. You know, I think he'd reached out to me early in the year and did talk about possibly in season two, you know, just going to see how things go and you know, life happens. And I know as a podcaster, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. But we were finally able to set set down a time and date, and you know I knew Nate Slater and Jesse Logan uh, were going to be there, and I kind of know Twenty Dollar Man, but you know Tom, I basically told everyone, feel free to ask me whatever I wanted it, uh, you know, absolute clarity. And transparency. I wanted to be able to share my point of view and my view of things, my perception of things, and hopefully get asked the one question I've been wanting to get asked, which I don't really think I got asked. I kind of forced the answer in some ways. I won't really address point by point uh, about that interview. If you want, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's it's out there. Um, You know, I think I'm about 20 minutes into one. I want to say it was episode 64, but I could be wrong.
But um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think it was episode 64. Uh, my wife has actually heard this. Uh, probably the transition is going to be a little awkward. Uh, the audio might be a little different because I'm actually uh, in the one room where my wife and I have actual privacy now for the most part. Um, and it could be a makeshift studio, I'm not sure, but, uh, I also plugged in some headphones. So back to the interview. Um, yeah, you know, I, I want to say I kind of pressed an answer specifically. And, uh, as I mentioned on there, on that interview, I probably would only talk about it that one time. I mean, even now mentioning it or getting my mind or headspace there. It's a little, makes me a little anxious only because yeah, it, it's just been something I still am dealing with. Um, I know I psyched myself out pretty bad leading up to it. I think I watched uh, Dave Chappelle's The Closer a couple of times to kind of get my mind in the space of just trying to be as real as I could be in the sense of like, you know, Dave Chappelle in the sense of having that, I want to say courage, you know, but I mean, to, to get up there and know, well, potentially it, it's going to raise an issue uh, regardless or potentially you think, well, it could, it could go that way. So I was real cognizant of it leading up to it, you know, and I played in my mind, okay, well, what, what would I have said? What would I have said if I had had the opportunity before? How, how will I approach it now? And truthfully, I, th I think I spoke from the heart in many ways um, about a, you know, a variety of topics during that time. And I really do appreciate Thomas giving me the platform you know, he was the first one really to reach out and actually have me on his show. I've had other hosts of podcasts reach out to me, but, you know, until it happens, I, I won't even entertain it or comment on it. But I will say, hey, if somebody else wants to talk about stuff in particular or question me, I, I don't really have a problem. I've got nothing to hide or protect myself from, you know, it is what it is. And I think even thinking that way, sometimes we'll have, some people will have an issue like, well, are you taking it? It's like, just listen to that. I don't know if I really ever use this platform to tell that unless I had to, and maybe at some point I will have to, but until that day, I'm going to move on. So... <clears throat> This topic is kind of a twofold. Um, it, it became the question I would ask a lot of talent. I realized when I started doing promo classes, character development classes, that if I felt I would give anybody freedom by going, all right, you know, introduce yourself, pitch your character, so to speak, you know, figure out a way of getting me interested outside of doing the tried and true promo of like, I want to fight this person. It's like, tell me who you are. What are you about? Why should I watch you? Why should I listen? And let's, 
workshop it. And sometimes you're going to be 30, 45 seconds a minute. It just kind of depends. Usually a pretty good warm up. But you, you know, I'd often find, I think like a lot of people that, a lot of coaches, you find that people, no matter how much freedom you give them, some are real, have an ease about them with promos or they're practiced or they're rehearsed or um, they're real, they have real emotion. And for the most part, people that are new to it, almost always, especially if they're not, not really practicing them, they always have problems. 10 seconds in, they don't know what else to say. It's like, you could say anything you want. You know, you could talk about a pen, you could, you know, however you want to go with it. The space is yours. There are no rules because eventually there are rules. Let's see what you do without them. But here's one boundary, you know, talk about yourself, put yourself over. But often I find people that, and it, you know, it, I would be kind of curious, you know, I'd always practice promos or cut promos on friends or, you know, do it in the mirror, do something like this, you know, voice record something just to kind of get the idea of like how I would do it. But it wasn't like people were telling me to do it. I just did it. I wanted to be good at it. Um, so I'd always at times find it difficult to understand if you're given in the platform, why not use it to the best of your ability? And I thought, well, what, how could I get them to talk about maybe a topic that's not them and what would be relatable to everyone and what's easy? And I always thought, why wrestling was a great question. I felt that it's an easy enough topic because we're all wrestling fans. That's why we're here. That's what connects a lot of us. And if you ask anyone, uh, what you might find is everyone's answer will be different but you might find some similar themes. At least that's what I found as I went through it, as I listened to other people. You know, and what I also found was if I gave people no time limit, which initially I would do, people could go on for minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and you would see their face glow talking about this and commonalities that we'd all share. I would find, you know, it was our all our escape. It was the place where fantasies could come true. It was the escape from your day to day. It was a way of stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping out of your shell. And, and again, being around people that were, had a common interest and, and liked it, you know, liked what you liked. And nothing's better than being around a bunch of people that all share in your love for this something great. And for a lot of us in the industry, wrestling is the thing. I found it almost like in all of my experience with say AA is what I've seen in movies or what I've read, but the idea of being in a group support, I've always thought, Oh, that'd be, that'd be an interesting commercial. If you wanted to talk about wrestling, like hyping up why wrestling I always thought that'd be a great concept. And if you could really hone down that exercise and go, Hey, okay, well now you have 30 seconds to tell me why you love it. So people learn to speak in sound bites because that's at times what you're going to get. You might record for hours and only pull 15 seconds. So if you could kind of narrow down everything you need to say and say it fast enough, you're helping everyone. Production yourself, everyone. But it's an exercise in taking something you're passionate about and being able to really relay it to people that 
may share your the same affection for it, but from a different angle. So, I mean, sorry, I had a bit of a, uh, <laughs> a breathing issue, not, not a major one, but I started to get a cough and had to take my inhaler, took a second. Now I'm looking at the audio going, oh, is it going to, is this going to work? I might be recording this for a fourth time at this point. Uh, but back to this. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think we'd all find some commonality in, in the wrestling stuff and why specifically we all wanted to be a part of it. And depending on how you took it, you know, you could take it in any direction from a fan standpoint, from a critical standpoint, from an art standpoint, whatever. The idea was just to think outside the box and speak from your heart. And then I could go, well, now turn that same passion into your character, whatever character you're portraying. Let that promo resonate just as you telling us why you love this thing so much. Always felt like that was a, a great approach. Um, but I also said, keep in mind your answer when it sucks. Because it's going to suck. There's going to come a point in your journey where it does suck. It doesn't matter how, you know, how positive you are about it, how much in love with it you are. At some point, you, you really feel it's, it's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, you have doubts. You know, whether it's something as simple as like setting up, loading up, tearing down, load down, you know, uh, being part of the street crew or the early bumps or, you know, the first time you want to pitch a character idea and they give you something else or the first rejection or whatever have you. At some point you think it sucks. And I'm like, that's when you have to think of why you're doing this to begin with and have it in your mind. So you never lose sight of, look, I want to do this. This is the thing I want to do. If you were to ask me, I didn't have a specific answer. It would change with the day. It would change with the moment. It was never one specific thing. And the truth is that I found myself really questioning why wrestling during that interview. During this whole time. It wouldn't be the first time I'd question it. I'd be questioning it before 2018, before 2014, before 2012, even as early as 2000. Even before that, what was it about it that kept me coming back? Form of entertainment, you know, as a fan, early on, what was it? Why did... Why was it for me, these larger-than-life, you know, superheroes and supervillains comic books come to life, so to speak, in these storylines, and then just watching as, as the business would change, and then finding that I wanted to be a part of it, and, you know, early early days, it's like, man, I just want a match. I just want one match. I think I'd read Mick Foley's book and thought, oh, that's a brilliant approach to take. The first match. Have the first match. 
And as time progressed, oh man, I love writing, you know, wrestling shows. That would be great, you know, being able to do that. I would love to stick around just to be able to do that. Coaching people or the first compliment you get from someone that your work is solid or your bumps are great or whatever have you, you know, the adulation from the crowd or for fellow workers or staff or promoters or bookers or whatever have you. I mean, like, I've been a fan all my life. And I, I think I am even early on, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional wrestler, sports entertainer, whatever you called it. If it had something to do with the wrestling ring and being a larger than life character and being, or being the best version of myself, then by all means, by all means, there's a magic to it. Whether it be something I watch or a memory I have of an event or a single moment or an incident or a certain wrestler personality. And there would be times that before I got into a first injuries where I'd be like, why wrestling? Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to put my body through this? I don't even like to fall. Ropes hurt. I think I separated my shoulder early on. Still. I kept wanting to come back. I couldn't get enough of it. It's kind of the most addictive thing I've ever been a part of. Until I met my wife. <laughs> um, that's not an evil laugh. I'm literally chuckling at myself for, for even saying that. But I think the truth is that it was something I always thought I could do and something I always wanted to do. And if for no other reason than I got to be something different, I could reinvent myself. And I'd done that in college and I had a persona in mind and, uh, you know, public persona, I guess, so to speak. And here's a place I can utilize it. And once I got into it, the actual physical portion of it. I mean, I was beyond hooked, you know, probably from the first time I had a speech, you know, was speech from, from a veteran who, whose school I was about to join, telling me about being blacklisted or blackballed in wrestling. And I'm like, this is where I want to be. This cir traveling circus, this cult family, you know, brother, sister, father, motherhood, you know, like everything, everything about it. But I even found myself during that interview, like going, okay, I've always had an, an answer for it. And even with so many questions and some questions I don't have answers for, I'm at that crossroads. And in some circles, hey man, my, my time has come and gone. And I probably should look at it that way and be at peace with it.
but that's a difficult pill to swallow. I think you always want to go out your way and I don't want to be bitter and I could make peace, you know, but whether it's the injury or COVID or whatever have you, I still think, man, I would love to perform again. If given the opportunity of knowing that that was a possibility, if the planets aligned and I was fortunate enough to be a part of it. But I also think, well, my attitude about it may have to change. Because while it doesn't owe me anything, I think common respect between the two, you know, between us and wrestling is needed. I still marvel at it. I'm still a big fan of it. I watch a lot of what I watch, you know, a lot of what I consume is wrestling related. My wife's a big fan. That helps. I still talk to people within it. And like, yeah, I don't know if this is the after. I don't know if this is, um, I don't really know what the future brings. I know right now my focus and priorities are with my family and eventually getting stronger, getting my shoulder more fully healed and making sure my body works right just from a normal everyday standpoint and being the father of a tremendous little boy and being, you know, the stepdad of a tremendous stepson and having a house and being blessed with my wife and wanting to live as long as humanly possible so I could enjoy this element of it. I would love wrestling to be part of that. Part of that equation, but the truth is that that's not for me to decide right now. But who knows? So uh, next week, uh, there's a couple things in the works and I want to see if those come to pass. If they do, then great. If not, next Thursday on Thanksgiving, I turn 47. So, you know, if you want to send me a happy birthday and we're friends on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you can find me. Um, I don't know if you can leave comments on Spotify. That's how out of the loop I am. Apparently, also through Anchor and Spotify, I could accept donations and um, get sponsors and this whole thing. And I'm like halfway through the process. I haven't really fully done the process yet because uh, I don't know about that ask. You know, I see a lot of my, uh, I see a lot of people within our industry or just in general, like their birthdays roll around. It's like, hey, man, if you want to send me some money. And I would... I feel even weird going, look, you'd go buy a GSL shirt or, you know, a Steve DeMarco shirt um, from whatamaneuver.net or, you know, you could you could tell me, uh, <laughs> send me a message, be like, hey, bro, can I send you some money? Um, I'm a big fan of yours. Um, but asking that always feels weird. I You know, I'd be the worst merch seller. I'm the worst businessman when it comes to money because I rarely ask, like, well, what, how is this financially beneficial for me? Like, what, what's the end game? 
I'm never thinking of that. So, but with that said, again, my birthday is on next Thursday. So who knows? Maybe I will talk about that, being older a little bit, a little more of that, get into my psyche. Who knows? Part of me thinks, um, I always think, well, you know what? (laughs) I'm saying this. Let's say someone did want to book me on a show and they were like, we want to bring you in on this date. I think at that point I would somehow some motivation would kick in because I would damn sure not want to be less than. I definitely would want to be as entertaining as I was, if not more so, because I've been able to look at it and I've had a couple of years to rest for the most part. So, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so either I'll be talking about one thing or another thing, or maybe I'll start talking about other topics, really delving into stuff. This could be almost therapeutic. I don't know. Anyway, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for your attention on this. You know, thanks for be- being willing to listen to me rant and rave. Maybe one day this will be a conversational show where I'm talking to guests or uh, maybe this will actually become something. Maybe I'll figure out what to name it, but I appreciate all of you that are listening either right after it's put out or years from now, or maybe you're from another planet and you're listening to this for the first time. Look up Steve DeMarco on our YouTube. You know, that was a really big thing back in my time. Um, And it got bigger as, as it progressed. Amazing. Isn't technology grand? Anyway, until the next time, I hope to see y'all down the road.